Welcome to Storytellers of Color, our monthly show that airs every second Monday as part of a public affair here on KGNU, your community radio. The principal goal of the show is to provide a safe space for communicators of color through a series of conversations to elevate their voices and discuss issues of equity in the media. My name is Rosanna Longobetter, and our guest this morning is Oriana Ledesma. Oriana, you are an artist, and you are a storyteller, and you are somebody that I have been chasing for a while to get this opportunity to interview you. And today is the right day to do it. Why? Because everything is colliding. It is this special month when we are celebrating our diversities, our differences, in the face of a lot of struggle when we are not feeling safe. Oriana Ledesma, you identified yourself as a queer Filipino-American veteran woman and a filmmaker with brown skin. It is for me an honor to interview you today because of your work, because your work brings humanity to people subjected to social marginalization. And I don't say it just like that. I say it with my heart open today. And I know that it is not easy what we are facing right now. How do you make sense of the situation of transgender people today? You know, it really doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. But I do really feel that we're all people and we're just trying to find our way in the world. And I think it's human nature to try to you know, create this dichotomy between us and them. We're different than them. You know, we're right, you're wrong. This is black and this is white. And I think it's like, it's important to recognize that it's normal, but it's also damaging. It's damaging. And, you know, I studied race, gender, and sexuality throughout American history. And it's fascinating because growing up, you know, like Filipino in the Bay Area with colonial mentality. I didn't want to be brown. I, you know, I didn't speak Tagalog. I didn't embrace what made me different because there's this idea in Filipino culture, and I'm sure in a lot of other cultures as well, to become American, to shed who you are and be who people want you to be. To blend in, to belong, to in a way erase yourself so that you can be accepted. To take out, to strip away your essence, your culture, your particularity, your ways, so that you can fit in. Exactly. And I think like, you know, as a young person, you don't even understand why you're doing it because you don't see yourself in history books. You don't see your history. It's not in the textbooks. It's not in history when you're going to U.S. history in junior, you know, like your junior year. And it wasn't until college that I realized, you know, we have a history. You know, Latino people have a history. There's a very rich history that 
we're just not allowed to see or acknowledge and to really kind of be in awe of, you know? And you bring a point. Going to school in America, it's absolutely essential. Why? Because I think that only then you're exposed to those histories and those secrets that you have not been exposed, that you have not been able to speak up or make sense as a young person going to a public school in America. And I say it, you know, with my heart open. Why? Because I have raised my sons here and it has been difficult. But now when you name it, I'm like, okay, I'm making friends with it. The reality is that one thing is what is being taught in schools and the other one is what you are going to be exposed at the universities if you are lucky enough to get there. So it's also that. But I want to go back to your story and I want to bring us back to you as a filmmaker, you as a producer of content, you as a storyteller. So my question is, how do you use the different skills that you have acquired to bring the stories of others? Really, I've always been kind of very open to people and trying to find the good in people. As a journalist, as a writer, you want to bring out that humanity that like, oh, this is a person just like me. You don't have to just look at headlines. You don't have to look at labels because we're all people. And I think that finding that humanity, finding that and how they are just like you. And, you know, they struggle with things. They, like, it may not be exactly the same, but there's a lot of crossover. And I think that we fail as a society to kind of realize that a lot. Especially right now with the struggles that we have to face now with the new laws or the lack of laws or the lack of understanding that we we are just beautiful because we are all different. Exactly. One of the things that I always admire about the Filipino culture, let me tell you really quickly, is that the Spaniards conquistadores, they came to your island and they were not able to conquer you. The story goes that you conquer them. I have to bring that back to this conversation because I can see that there is that that strong personality in you. Like you are not going to be conquered. You're going to conquer. You're going to conquer yourself by conquering others and by accepting the differences. <laughs> so that brings me to ask you about your work. Please tell us about your work. Since when you have been telling stories in a video format? How I really got started in film was my first exposure was actually working alongside Jason Ritter. And it was like a war story based on Martha Raddatz's book. And just like seeing kind of all the moving parts behind the scenes and getting to kind of like see the result of it you know, the impact of it, the emotion that people get from it, you know, it was just another way to kind of bring humanity to life. And I found it fascinating. And that's why I'm here. I'm speaking with Oriana Ledesma. She is with El Dorado Films. 
you already answered the question about who was your mentor. So I want to take us along with this conversation. I want to ask you about your new adventure. And please tell us, who are you featuring that is so important for our communities? Oh, yes, absolutely. So our film is centered around Joanne Conti, who is the first transgender who was elected to city council. And it happened right there in Arvada, Arvada, Colorado. And as a storyteller, you want to find out who they are. You don't know the story, right? You don't know the story until you start talking and digging and like meeting people. And I think that we found a person just by getting more intimate with people that cared about them, people that worked with Joanne. Like earlier I talked about headlines, you know, like headlines and labels. It's it's easy. It's easy to say, oh, she's the first transgender politician. But what like who is she? You know, like, who is she? She's not just transgender. You know, she was an activist. She she was a journalist at your radio station. Like, she wanted to do good. And I just wanted to showcase that she was more than just that. Yeah, you know, labeling and jobs and titles. Many times I feel it takes out our essence, puts us in a box. We kind of take it too serious sometimes. We, oh, that's who we are. And then we forget about everything else. And no, that does not make sense. And what really makes sense is that you see the whole person with the flaws and the talents and the edgy side and the beautiful side. And like I always like to say, you know, my talent, your talent, our talents are related to our flaws. Beauty is that in our, in our, I'm not going to say mistakes. I'm going to say in our flaws. Yeah, that's the best word to, to use. Like I am who I am, not because of my perfection or my talent, but I am who I am because of how wrong I am <laughs> and how that being wrong, being not perfect makes Rosanna who I am, makes Oriana who you are. I want to know when can we watch this, this film that you are putting together? When is it coming out? Well, I know we're like in the very final stages and so hopefully within the next couple of weeks, it will be finalized and go into the festival circuit. So people will get to see it there and kind of, you know, judge it and see, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of impact it makes and, and then it'll be released. Why is it so timely to bring this subject, this story to light? That's a tough question. <laughs> With it being Pride Month, I think that it's kind of serendipitous that it's actually coming together right now. <laughs> but the last couple of years have been very, very hard for marginalized groups of people, specifically immigrants and transgender people. And with all the laws popping up and being written to 
you know, disenfranchise and take away rights. I feel like it's very important for us to find the commonalities between different groups of people. Like for like one of the main reasons I feel so strongly about this, not only being queer myself and but also like being brown, being brown and being Filipino, there's throughout history, laws have been created to put us down, to delegitimize us. In California, I grew up like an hour away from Watsonville, which they had a huge like Filipino riot where they attacked Filipinos because, because they were different. And in the media, the Filipino men who worked on um, agriculture, they were sexualized in the media. Like, oh, they're they're going to damage the purity of whiteness, you know, stuff like that. And laws were passed. Just like today, laws are being passed. And I feel like it's our responsibility as women of color who have access to creating creating media to kind of like highlight that and showcase like this is not new. It's not. It is happening right now. It has happened before. And I think that a key a key thing to recognize is that we're all we're all on that side. We all should understand what it is like. If it didn't happen to us, it happened to our grandparents, it happened to our mothers and fathers, it will happen to our children. And I feel like, you know, I have this opportunity. I like getting to know people, getting to tell their stories. It's like an honor. And I think that we need to continue telling them we need to raise our voices and request our allies to walk their talk and really support us bringing these topics and allowing us to tell our stories from our own voices, not being just the subject, but being the character. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I just want to pause right now and just say that you are listening to KGNU, your community radio, and we have... Oriana Ledesma today. You know, it is important, I think, that I should bring this to the table, your education. You went to J School at Anberg, and you did it because you really wanted to find out and understand your place in this world as a Filipino and as a Spanish descendant, uh, belonging to these culture that is so rich, you know, the mestizaje, the, the coming of, of cultures is so rich. So I, I want to bring you back into the storytelling of your character, but also why is it that it is urgent, it is urgent that we as people of color, as communities of color, need to sit down and be in those places where we make the decisions of who we feature and who we tell the stories and how we tell the stories. Why is it important to have more of us in the newsrooms, in the in the filmmaker places, and why is it needed? There are so many times when we are the subject. We are 
we are who others say we are. Like through the media, through television. In some cases, that's only exposure people have to to minorities. And like that's very powerful. The media is a very powerful way of communicating. And I feel like it's time for us to take it back, to write our own stories. So, you know, in the future, I won't be surprised that we have a history, you know, like children won't be surprised that they are a part of history. <laughs> it is beautiful when you say take back the media, but I just want to make sure that we go back to this question that I ask you, why do we need to be present in the media? Why do we need to be media makers? Why is our presence in this powerful, powerful industry needed now more than ever? I think that people of color have this understanding of what it means to be different. And I think that those differences aren't acknowledged. And I feel like there's a compassion there. There's a compassion in our communities that can allow us to kind of open up what people feel and what people think about different issues, different groups of people. And I think it's valuable. It's something that should be there. And it's, you know, like, it's something that we deserve. We deserve to write our own stories. We deserve to hear our perspectives and like have our voices heard in a time when, you know, the people screaming the loudest aren't like us. <laughs> They're not like us. They don't have our experiences. They don't see that. Hmm. You're making me think about my mentor, Osakawa, um, journalist too. He used to say to me, Rosanna, just remember that uh, there are a lot of McDonald's in the United States, but there's much more Asian restaurants in America. So we are here. We are just invisible. And they are always asking us, where are you from when we have been here for a long time? So just want to pause and say that to you and just what I would like to understand is how you get to this film. Because before, you were in the military, you were covering war scenes. You were trying to humanize that experience. And then you come here, and this is the task that, that is given to you. So you asked me about how, kind of like the evolution of storytelling, how I started out in journalism covering the Iraq War and trying to like pull the humanity out of you know, something so ugly. That is where I kind of really got my passion for, you know, storytelling, because often a lot of things go overlooked when you see a war, you for, you kind of lose sight of the people that are in it, that have to fight it, who have families back at home on both sides, you know, and what they go through. And it really hit me that, like, you can find emotion in everything even if, you know, it's ugly, you know, there's beauty in it. It makes so much sense to talk about your previous work because covering war and you being there, I'm pretty sure it was not easy. So if you can share with us your experience as a military person 
deployed so many times and living surrounded by people experiencing this. And then if you can share with us the difference between that, what you did there, and what you show and you learn, and now the film that you are putting together about this important person in our community. I rarely talk about my military experience. You know, as a journalist, I felt very isolated, but, you know, I was always surrounded by people and I got to see the brotherhood between soldiers. I got to see the families that were experiencing the war. Like I got to experience the war through other people, but I always felt a little isolated. So like writing was kind of my therapy to get through it. And writing is such like a personal process for me. And I think that like with this short film on Joanne Conti, one thing that makes it so much different is that I'm surrounded by such incredible people. You know, Daniel Bernardi, the producer, the director, Brianne Matone, you know, the congresswoman from Arvada as well. Like she's a consulting producer. And I feel like we're all kind of so passionate about telling stories. And I feel like I just have a whole team of people helping us bring Joanne's humanity to life. It is still very personal for me as a pansexual person of color, you know, someone who who finds themselves attracted to, to people regardless of sex or gender identity. It is personal for me to know that this person is seen and that you are able to see her as a person and not just a label, not the label that people put on her when she was outed. A lot of people know that she was a politician, that she worked hard to serve her community. But as soon as she was outed as transgender, that was kind of stripped away from her, that's who she became. And I think that that's why it's deeply personal for me, because I am more than just one thing. I am more than a Filipina. I am more than my brown skin. I am more than my sexuality, my you know, all my experiences, like everyone has so many parts to themselves. And I think that that's what I really want to bring into all the stories that I tell. An understanding that we all have all these layers and that we can celebrate them. I'm speaking with Oriana Ledesma. And you are sharing something extremely important that I think is the authenticity, but also the importance of a good team, a team that elevates you, that understands that you are just more than a label. I would like if you can finish by giving advice to those communicators, those filmmakers, those people that love to communicate via art, via, you know, a creative form, how to continue producing, how to continue bringing stories from people and bringing those stories that are important that change our lives in the middle of the turmoil that we're living. I think my one piece of advice is to continue to 
expand how you think and learn more about yourself and apply that to the world around you. Like look at how, you know, what you feel and what you've experienced and how that translates over to different groups of people. Because I think that that is the key to kind of helping build a foundation toward a better, more solid future. Where do you see yourself in the future? You said the word future, and I just, I'm dreaming about that your next, I know that your film is about to come, and we are waiting to for the release, but I'm just hoping that you're already thinking about producing something else. So what's next for Oriana Ledesma? You know, I, I really try hard to, to be open and to say yes to anything that comes my way, because I think that that's like, it's like the perfect way to like push yourself and to grow and to, you know, just learn. I feel like that's what, that's what we're doing here on earth. We're learning, we're learning from each other. We're learning from ourselves. And one thing that I am really considering is trying to put together something about transgender people in the military, kind of what their experiences are, just because I don't know. I don't know what their experiences are. And I know that it's going to differ from branch to branch and who you are and how passable you are. And I think that the people need to see that. Like people who make laws need to see who they're making the laws for, who they're affecting. If you're going to make a law against someone, you need to know, you need to see who they are. So. Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? You could follow El Dorado Films. We're on Twitter, YouTube. We have a platform. We have an app where you can watch all our previous content. And everything's kind of based on like bringing humanity to the forefront, providing meaningful stories. <laughs> I want to thank you so much, Oriana Ledesma, for joining us for our Storytellers of Color, a collaborative series inspired by Journals of Color and Latinx Voices Group with an open invitation to other storytellers to come into our airwaves, to tell their stories and to occupy the safe space that we are providing every second Monday of the month as part of a public affair here in your KGNU community radio. Thank you so much. I have been your host, Rosanna Longobetter. Stay tuned for Counterspin, followed by an eclectic morning of sound alternative. Mm-hmm.